There are people who obsessively decorate their homes for Christmas. I am not one of them. There's no garland on the mantle, no cute guest towels on the, in, the, with, in the bathrooms with cross-stitched snowmen on them, no towering artificial trees in every room. In fact, there's no tree anywhere. But I'm not a total Grinch. There are three nativity sets on display, each one very different from the other two. One is what I would call traditional. It is made of terracotta, rather small, containing the sculptures of the people and the animals permanently attached to its terracotta base. It was given to me by a friend who had once bought it at the Vatican, and how we got it back to Arkansas without it breaking is a great mystery. The second set is one that I would call the ultimate mid-century modern nativity set, and I've mentioned it previously at Christ Church. It is German. It is very angular. It is minimalist. It is industrial-looking. The figures are perfectly plain, rectangular pieces of wood decorated solely with the names of the characters on them, as in Mary, Shepherd, Wise Man. You set the pieces vertically for people and horizontally for sheep and ox. The third set is the most head-scratching of all. The figures, if you can call them that, were painted at home by a young friend. They are simply wooden spheres anywhere from three-quarters of an inch to an inch and a half in diameter. You need to guess which character is which by what color they had been painted. I figured out that Mary is blue, but after that it gets more challenging, more anonymous. Is that a shepherd or a sheep, a wise man or Joseph? Only God knows. What amazes me is that these representations of the birth of Christ are so different Yet each tell the same story. We know it and can recite it. Embarrassment at a pregnancy, a trip that no one wants to take, an odd cast of characters in attendance, a certain premonition of danger when those who control government aren't happy with what's occurring. In other words, it's a collection of stories that is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. Holy Scripture continues to be alive because of its resonance in our own lives, our own circumstances, and the Christmas story is no exception. We find holiness in what happened to Mary and Joseph and their child in the first century when the most unexpected of things happened. Our calling as Christians is to find holiness in what happens in our own lives when the unexpected happens when life doesn't turn out as we had planned. Whether or not we realize it consciously, it's why we keep telling this story of Christmas year after year. It's why people put nativity sets on mantles and tabletops and send cards to others with images of a mother and father looking in awe at a child in a manger. It is not simply the story of Jesus of Nazareth. We need some reassurance that the stories of the strange and difficult things that happen to us also have meaning, that in the midst of bewilderment, we might find comfort and joy. 
For some of us, our story is like that terracotta nativity set of mine, traditional, locked in place, unable to move, yet fragile, always worried about breakage and what it would look like if that brokenness becomes apparent. For others of us, there are lives and situations that are perfectly orderly with a cast of characters known simply by the names with which we are stamped. Gears in the machine, we might think. Mind-numbing sameness. Nothing that would make us feel unique or lovely. And then there are so many lives like that third nativity set of small spheres. Anonymous, forgotten people who could roll off the scene and into a dusty corner and no one would ever miss them. As the gospeler Matthew tells us, now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. And then he tells a story of an unplanned birth and how a family had to deal with it and how an embarrassed dad had to move his family again and again. That story may sound too close for comfort to many. Then, as the gospeler Luke tells us, there was a birth where the mom could only wonder what the heck was going on, and there wasn't enough money for housing, and the people who show up and stare at her are sort of an embarrassment. That story might sound relevant to many. No wonder the early church grew by leaps and bounds. When these stories were read, ordinary people could identify with them, and they heard that God, they heard that goodness was willing to step into such situations and call them holy. That was a message of hope, a message that Christianity was different from how the world treated most people. These days, we tend to forget how powerful the Christmas story must have been to people in, say, the second or third century. They heard a message that even in their struggles, there was a chance for peace and acceptance. These days, we tend to shy away from that sort of talk. The allure of consumerism has turned our heads away from the struggles of the poor. The allure of war and its attendant domination has turned our heads away from peace. The allure of prestige has turned our heads away from our own shortcomings. But there's still something inside of us that summons us to share the story of the birth of Jesus. We dress those children up in bathrobes to let them act out the story. And we put nativity scenes in our houses as a reminder that God A reminder that Emmanuel, as we would call the Christ child, is with us even in these, our very own imperfect lives. That which is good will stand beside the embarrassed, the wandering, the challenged, the frightened. And widely varying nativity scenes are also reminders that we as well are called to stand not simply beside the Christ child of history, but beside the risen Christ, as we stand beside the embarrassed, the wandering, the challenged, and the frightened. We will stand beside the Christ child and we'll stand beside the adult Jesus, the innocent baby and the crucified adult, because we have a story to share 
of our powerful love can be, a love that can eventually bring peace to earth and goodwill to anyone who is willing to see the birth of the Christ in a brand new light. Amen.